All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Repticane Radio Podcast 411. I am your humble host, Orlando Presents. And uh, once again, we're joined by another great artist. This artist goes by the name of Torch. So uh, we're going to jump right on into it. You know how we like to do. So here we go. All right, Torch, how are you doing today, brother? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just got off work, so I'm here relaxing at the house a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that, man. I understand that. Now, um, once again, man, we're just honored, and it's our pleasure to be able to catch up with you and to find out a little bit about you. Um, honestly, I just have to be honest about it. I'm really not familiar with you a whole lot, so I do apologize about that. But um, no, you're nice about that. Because, you know, this gives me a chance to know you better and find out your story a little bit better. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? It's um you know, I'm I'm not really known too too much. Um, you know, especially back east coast. I I'm actually I am actually related and, and close ties and I, I'm under the OSC. I don't know if you heard of All Faith Entertainment, but uh I'm under them. Um out there he's out there in Delaware or something like that. But uh you know, it's, it's kind of hard to break through with so many giants in the game right now. So, <laughs> Right, right. Now, uh, with that being said, it's hard to break through and everything. What um, what led you to uh, CHH? What led you to the gospel, uh, the gospel realm of um, hip-hop? Well, I guess you would say to start off um, – I kind of I kind of grew up in church. Um, I was always I was raised around uh, Christian hip hop when I was little. Um, I don't know if you know a lot of people may not know, but you know like gospel gangsters and prime minister and uh, you know a lot of a lot of the old school hip hop back when it was it wasn't as uh, it, it, it's not what it is today. So, so um, you know I grew up around that as a little kid. Um, and, you know, I was raised in church. I know, I knew the word, uh, you know, but everybody in their life has to, has to find God themselves is what my mom always told me. You know, you have to know Jesus for yourself. So, um, you know, there's a period in my life that I did find that out the hard way, uh, very, very hard way, uh, which, you know, resulted in drugs and guns, you know, typical street life, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I finally got tired of it. I had a really bad encounter in a graveyard. Um, back in Roswell, New Mexico, I uh, had a very bad encounter, um, and and it changed my life for the rest of my life. Like that night changed everything and kind of put me right back on path. And um, I started writing music. I moved to California where my mom was living, and I was 16 years old. And I always I was always into hip hop, always into hip hop. So I started writing, you know, poetry first. And I was like, yo, you know, I was looking at a lot of Wiz Khalifa's beats when he was coming out and a lot of, uh, you know, mainstream artists that were secular. I was like, yo, if I rhymed over this beat and and, and put Jesus, you know, stuff over it, that'd be dope because nobody was doing it. <laughs> and, then I, and, then, and then I heard Lecrae. And it <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> kind of discouraged me. I was like, oh, man, this beat beats me to it. It sucks. <laughs> so, you know, I, I kind of stopped and – and from there, um, I got back into church. I moved back here to New Mexico my senior year, and uh, I got back into church, and uh, I started doing praise and worship, um, and then I started leading praise and worship. And then for me, leading praise and worship and all that, you know, I've seen amazing things. I've seen God do some, some 
crazy, crazy out of, you know, you wouldn't even think of things. So, um, you know, I started doing that. And then I did it because, you know, it was gospel music. That's what I was, uh, you know, into now. So I was, you know, learning how to play, you know, piano and drums and all that. And, um, you know, we finally left that church. And um, when we left that church, you know, it, it was a life-changing thing because, you know, the pastor and my sister, you know, and she basically something happened with my sister to where the pastor kicked the whole entire family out. And we weren't allowed at that church no more, man. It was a, it was a big thing. And, and I kind of – I was angry because I had friends dying on the street. I'd been kicked out of church where usually Jesus is supposed to be, and, and now I have nowhere to go. So instead of, you know, going back to the same old me, I was like, I need to filter this into hip-hop because this is what I'm going back to. So, you know, I went back to Christian hip-hop and started writing, and I sucked. <laughs> at the beginning, you know, because it's kind of hard to, to do it. But, you know, you keep practicing and, you know, you ask God to give you guidance. And um, I went to church and a man, his name is Bishop Cooper. Uh, he's out here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And, and he laid his hands over me and he, he spoke. He said, you're going to do great things for the kingdom. And he said, I'm burning a fire in you. And, and as soon as he put his hands on me, I, I was, I was felt like I was burning from the inside out. And, and from that day forward, um, I've, I've been fired up, and I've, my, that fire has only grown a little to be uh, more uh, ignited, to, to lead more people, and that's why I set a torch, and, and that's, that's kind of a little bit of my story now. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, uh, let's go back a little bit, because this is the first time that I ever heard of, uh, of a person saying that not only themselves, but the whole family was removed um, from the church. How did that, now, it amazes me that that didn't put a bitter taste in your mouth to say, man, forget God, forget this stuff. How can, you know, God place this man over a church and they put us out? So how right. how, did, how was your fire still burning for Christ after that being done? Well, I heard a church, I mean, you know, man, I've, I've heard some stories, but I've never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well, I guess so. So the meat of the story was um, the pa the head pastor was a woman, and she had a daughter, and her daughter was struggling with homosexuality. Mm -hmm. My sister was also struggling with homosexuality. So the pastor refused to believe that her daughter did play, basically played no part in basically creating a relationship with my sister. Uh, so uh, you know, my sister. She found a, a, a baby, I guess, a love note or whatever from my sister right before uh, that Saturday before before church. So Sunday came, and my mom that my mom's a really really big prayer warrior, and she knew my sister was struggling, and because she was struggling even back in California. So you know we knew she was struggling. So um, that night, my mom basically God told my mom that there's going to be something presented to her from somebody unexpected. And not to read whatever they give her, because it's gonna be, it's gonna basically turn that anger to my sister. Forgive my sister, even though she doesn't know what it is. Forgive her before she even knows what it is. And that Sunday they had a meeting after church, and the pastor was yelling. I mean, we were in the offices, and I was kind of like the armor bearer, you know, I, well not armor bearer, but I was I was on staff, and um, I was in the office, and I heard the, heard the pastor yelling, and I was like oh, my goodness, like, what's going on? You know, it was kind of some kind of, you know, street stuff, like, who's yelling in there? Like, something's really about to get real. Right. So uh, the next thing I know, the door flies open, 
uh, my sister and mom walk out. Uh, the pastor and her daughter are chasing my mom out of the offices. The whole congregation's leaving, and I'm confused at what's going on. And my mom's like, let's go get in the car. My sister is like, she was crying bad. And I mean, she, my sister's only, you know, she's only 16 years old. And the pastor comes out, and she, <laughs> in front of the congregation that's leaving, she slaps her hand on the de- uh, on top of her hood and said, your daughter was a blanking lesbian when she came to this church, and you're no longer allowed here at this church, you or your family. And, you know, you know anybody that's in the world, that's not in the world, you sit there and you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe that. I can't believe a pastor said that in front of people leaving, like, her own congregation. Right. So I was kind of confused, you know what I mean? I was like, I mean, I understood what was going on, but I was confused of why this was happening, you know what I mean? Instead of, so, you know, the first thing, that made me angry was I knew because I was really I was, I'm really into God I was really into God and I'm, I mean I'm really in now but it was it was a it was like God was speaking to me clearly and and that moment instead of I was I was angry but I was angry in the spirit because she don't know what I didn't she didn't know what she was speaking over somebody else's life so that moment I ran I I went to my room as soon as we got home and I got on my face and I was crying. And I was I was angry, but my spirit was angry because she should have had mercy on on my sister and on on basically her daughter. So I was praying for mercy over her life instead of saying God get her, you know, God do this. I was basically praying mercy because I was saying she don't know what she's talking about. You're literally with a prayer to God saying she don't know what she's talking about. God, like just you know, forgive her for what she said because. You know, and a lot of people are like, man, you're crazy. But at the same time, I understood what was going on in the spirit. So, you know, that's, that's what happened. And my sister, she's no longer in church. You know, my mom, she's in and out of church. And I, I, I can honestly say I am the, the only one that was in church. I'm the only one doing what I am right now fully, faithfully, even through all the stuff we've been through. It kind of more or less ignited the fire more to – to want to go reach more people. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if that makes sense. I co- probably sound crazy, but it just ignited a fire to make me want to go and just be like, like, God, let's just go wreck the whole entire place for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. Amen, amen. I mean, I'm I'm happy that God, you were, you know, God was in your life that powerful. You were that um, on fire for God that you didn't, you know, uh, turn your back on the church or even turn your back on that you know, on that pastor about what was going on. So, amen to that. A lot of people need yeah, to that uh, testimony right there because you hear about a lot of people that have, uh, you know, what they call it, church hate because certain things may have happened at church or a pastor may have called them out in front of somebody or, you know, something of this nature may have happened and a lot of people are still real bitter about, you know, right. the church because of that. But, um, we have to remember it's not the it's not the people and it's not the church itself. It's the Holy Spirit is what we're trying to be fed with. It's what God right. is trying to be fed with. Like um, I like this uh, post on Facebook where it says, you know, we're not trying to be like the people in the church. We're trying to be, you know, imitate and be like Christ. So. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, most definitely. Amen. Amen. Um. So let's jump in, in into your music and everything then. So uh what was what was the first time that you said I know you said you used to do it and you, you was honest and said that you sucked, but what kept you going to say, Hey, 
I can I can do this. Uh, I would have. I mean, I would honestly say. I mean, I started writing and I started doing it, and there was a man here at the church I used to go to. Uh, it was a really big youth ministry back here, and um, he was going. He was leaving to California, and a lot of people said, "Hey, man, this dude wants to talk to you. This dude wants to talk to you." I was like. All right, whatever. Granted, I was making music then. I just had no guidance because I didn't know nothing about music, you know, music ministry. I knew nothing about, you know, the business aspect of that. So he got a hold of me. He was like, I really like to mentor you and, and take you to that next level. I was like, sure, you know, because I love, you know, I'm, I'm really, a lot of people don't know, I'm really competitive. I'm very competitive, and maybe sometimes you get the best of me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I have that mamba mentality, like nothing can stop me from doing this because, you know, who's going to stop me? Like, I want to see somebody stop me. So um, he got a hold of me, and he told me, he's like, you know, you, you have good potential. He was like, but there's you're not saying anything. There's nothing that you're you're saying. You know, it, it's kind of just, you're just, it sounds like you're just reading something, and you're not really talking about what you live. Like, there's no emotion. There's nothing to that. So it started giving me started. I'm like, well, how do I, how do I do that, man? Like, because, you know, I don't want to scream on the microphone, and then, he was like, you got to be you, man. Like, you know, God's going to plant it in you, and it has to come out the way he planted it. So um, my first EP was called Fired Up, and I dropped a song called Fired Up. And, and it felt, I don't know if it makes sense, but it, it felt like I was at home, you know. Like when I was doing, when I, in that song, that's the first song I actually yelled in. It's the first song I actually sounded aggressive in, and it felt normal. It felt, comfort, you know, it was comfortable for me. And it was weird because it was like, you know, you don't hear a lot of Christian rappers yelling on a microphone or all this other stuff. So, you know, I was like, well, this is, this is awkward, you know, and, and it was good. It was, it was actually really good. But, um, you know, he told me, yeah, this is great. You know, you got to keep pushing and pushing. And from, from that moment forward, I was like, I got to get better. You know, I want to be better. I, I, God, you know, give me better wordplay. God, show me how to study this. Show me how to be clever with this kind of wordplay because nowadays the generation – they don't really care about lyrics too much. They want to hear the beat. But I see it as if you hear the beat, if the beat's going to catch your ear, and for one day if you sit there and just listen to the lyrics, they will be the dopest bars you're ever going to hear because, number one, it's for God. Number two, you – I mean, how do you – you know, personally, how do Christian – I personally think, how do Christian rappers think of this? You know, some of the things they say, like, man, that is clever as heck. How did you – you know, how did you say that like that? You know, and, and that's, that's honestly what – what transpired into that, and, you know, I started looking at a lot of Christian artists because, you know, you have a lot of people that copy people here, and, you know, you got, I mean, perfect designer, look at designer and future, you know what I mean? They sound just alike. So, you know, a lot of people are trying to follow the new wave, and, and I just want to be set apart in a different area. So, and I know you can probably vouch for this, a lot of times you go to a Christian concert, and, and it's kind of boring. <laughs> you know, you, you got people up there, and it just, you know, it's kind of boring in my mind, and, and I'm I'm the type to where it's like, this is for Jesus, man. Like, how can you not be so excited and fired up that this is for Jesus? Like, God has chose you to be on that stage. God has anointed you to do what you're doing. How come you're not, like, doing backflips? Or how come you're not having, like, CO2 or water thrown at people, you know? And, and those ideas were in my head so I could do them because, you know, no one else is doing it. So I'll go on stage and I'll, you know, have a fire. You know, it, I just, I, I'm, I'm full of excitement, you know, because it's like we're going to party in heaven. We might as well prepare down here, you know, and save everybody in the meanwhile. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I love that. I love that. And that, and that's the truth. That's the same way that I used to look at it before I even went, um, became, uh, started just 
getting into the Christian genre of the music. I've always been in like the conscious hip hop and things of that nature. And right. used to manage a couple of groups or whatever I used to tell them, even when you're in the booth recording your music, make it feel like or make people feel like they're on stage with you. You know, get exactly. and be excited. Give them some excitement in the booth. Don't just spit your lyrics because you're there, but make them feel like you're on stage. Make them feel like, you know, every time I put in this CD, I want to feel like I'm on stage. I want to feel like I'm seeing you live every time I exactly. hear music. You know, so yep. uh, I see exactly where you're coming from with that. Um, so what do you have out now? Is Are you still circulating the same EP, or do you have a new EP or a new album out right now? Well, so um, I do have – so last year I dropped the album, and it was my first actual – I guess people would say it's an EP because it was only like seven, eight songs. But um, I dropped an f- official album. I dropped it last year in July, and that was called Turner. Obviously, the name of the album should give you a picture of what the whole entire <laughs> album is. Um, you know, and I, I dropped that last year, and and I, I, I'm still promoting that because I have a goal for that in mind. But that is that is what I'm pushing right now. I'm working on another album currently. Um, I probably won't drop that album until the end of this year or next year. And that album, I read the, the album for that name, or the name for that album is called Shockwave. And um, you know, I see it as the intensity cannot die down. It only has to rise above what I just did. So um, you know, the last album I did was really hot. A lot of people loved it. You know, and it's weird because a lot of the songs that I've done on that that I thought were my favorite, everybody was like, and they're okay. They picked the songs, you know, they picked songs that I was like, you really like that song? You know, like, you know, this one, I'm really feeling this one, though. <laughs> so, um, you know, but between that project, so I dropped Turn Up in July, and you can find that on, you know, Spotify, on iTunes, uh, you know, whatever outlet you guys have, uh, you can find it up, you can look towards Turn Up. And then in between that, I dropped a... Um, I dropped, I think I dropped a mixtape before that or in between that or after that called I Am Barabbas. And then I, I dropped, um, recently I just dropped one in January called Uncaged. And then now I'm, work, I'm working on another mixtape um, right now. It's called, uh, I'm going to name it Who's Lit Like This, Volume 1 type thing. Um, and, and that's what I'm doing right now, man. I, I got to. You know, I see it as I have to grind and keep working and keep working and keep working. And even, you know, who says, you know, tomorrow that someone calls me and says, hey, man, we want to come, pe- you know, once you come out here, we want you, want you to check you out. We want to sign you there if you want to do that. I, I don't really care less because that's not going to deter my grind mode. You know what I mean? Like, right. I still have to go out and do what I'm doing. I still have to keep the intensity. I still have to do it. You know what I mean? And, you know, being independent is kind of rough because, you have to pay for everything. You have to do your own stuff. But God has given me the ability, and God has given me the the people to come across my life that are that are there and giving me favor on my life that to help me get where I need to get to. So right now, Turn Up is out everywhere. Um, but in between that, I mean, you can find it on SoundCloud. You can look on you know Bandcamp. You know, there's and then I have a lot of freestyles too. Like you know, like I said, I'm always doing music somewhere. So, <laughs> So, you know, you can find anything. Or I mean, you're better off going to my social media sites and just looking at what I'm doing right now. <laughs> right. Awesome, awesome. So if someone wanted to get in contact with you to do a collaboration or to bring you out, uh, how do they go about doing that? Uh, you would just, well, I guess you would look at my Instagram. You would go to my Instagram and check it out. Just make sure 
that this is the kind of intensity you want to bring to your city, <laughs> um, you know, you you would definitely check me out. Um, uh, Instagram is Torch ABQ. Facebook is Torch ABQ. Um, what else? Uh, Twitter is Torch ABQ. It's Torch ABQ all across the dashboard, but Instagram is like my main joint. Granted, Facebook is my main joint too because it's connected to my Instagram, but that's probably how you would get in contact with me the quickest is through there. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. So, um, so, so, how is the Christian hip hop scene in your area? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's okay. Um, a lot of people. So, in my mind, and, and this isn't a bash nobody. This is just what I personally see. Um, I feel like we want to reach the youth so bad but we want to continue to use the old stuff we used on their old generation, mm-hmm. you know, and like they want to continue to use the nineties rap and, and some of this rap, you know, that was used in the early, like early Lecrae, early this, but they, you know, we don't want to evolve from that. We don't want to take a step out and do something that's crazy. Like I'm doing and a lot of, a lot of churches don't bring me because they don't like how aggressive I sound, which is, which is kind of awkward, but you know, I've done more shows in clubs, and, and, you know, all this other stuff, reaching, actually literally going out to the world and, and basically promoting Jesus, saying, hey, Jesus is a real deal, come party with us. You know, so Christian hip-hop here is um, it's not really on the map, man, and, and, and to be honest, and it should be on the map, but it's not because, you know, a lot of times in CHH, and you, you probably experience this throughout a lot of people that, that hit you up, a lot of people that you've seen, the quality isn't up to par. Yeah. And, and that's what bothers me a lot, you know. And I, I've offered, you know, hey, dude, like, I'll, I'll mix it for you. Just, I don't care what you sound like. Just let me mix it for you and make it sound a little bit better than what you got. And you know, a lot of people think we're bashing, but you know, it's we're we're not bashing. I'm just trying to help. You know what I mean? And you know, so it's not really popping out here. And you know, it's sad because there are favorites. You know, out here where I'm at, there are favorites. They, you know, people that you know stick to the old that that treat to the old people because you got a lot of older generations that come to Christian concerts and and I've seen that a lot and that's what's really thriving out here but at the same time we're losing the youth too you know and we're losing you know kids are dying every day kids are on drugs you know what I mean so it's like I want to be that catalyst that that puts both of us in the same room saying I can I can relate to the old to the old head the old hip-hop head I can give you bars but I can also give you intensity and fun too so you know that that's how I see it here. But you know, C C H H here is a uh, is a little, you know, is a little is a little tough. <laughs> it's a little tough. Well, okay, okay, I can understand that. Well, with it uh, with Easter just passing, and then all the things that are going on, you know, within the world today, you know, with Trump being in office and a lot right. of things that are going on, what what does you know he has risen? really mean to you in these trying times uh that you know you can't be stopped you know if if we're children of god you know we're we created an image and and jesus beat death you know he rose from everything he beat death you know what i mean he he had to deal with Pharisees. he had to deal with religious folks he had to deal with people who tore his beard out you know what i mean he's been he's been beaten he's been killed you know and i feel like if if even at that, nothing could hold him back. Who are we to say, oh, I don't want to do that because I'm afraid of what they're going to think or, or this, you know? I feel like the determination, we should have, as Christians, 
we should have this, this such determination that Jesus had and carry out our mission through hell, sleet, or snow, because Jesus did, you know? Even, I mean, if you think, at the midst of him being beaten and skin and flesh falling off of him, and, and him, at the moment, he could have said, God, look, I'm done. Let's just bring the angels down. We're going to kill everybody. We're going to handle this right now. You know, he could have did that at the instant, I mean, a drop of a dime, but he didn't because he loved us. So I feel like if people, if, if, if us as Christians and what it means to me, he is risen basically shows there's nothing that can hold him. There's no limitations on what Jesus did, you know, and, and he said, you know, go out and do what I did. But I'm trying to. I want to go light people up. I want to I want to be so determined. I want to, in my view, I see he is risen as a new generation that we are to be so fired up for him that nothing can hold us back. That's why I dropped the album Uncaged. You know, nothing can hold us back from what we are called to do because nothing held Jesus back, our Savior, you know. He rose. That means no matter what trial that you go through, you can rise up. No matter what setback you can, you got hit with, you can continue to go forward. I don't care how long it takes, but you got to continue to push because Jesus rose from the grave and he walked out and stood on the earth 40 days letting people know, look, this can't even, this nothing can stop what God is trying to do in, in our lives. And nothing's going to stop us. Oh. Amen. Amen. Well, once again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to let y'all know this is Rep the King Radio Podcast 411. We're sitting down with Torch. Hey, brother, before I let you go, I want you to spit one of, one of any one of your uh, many songs, many albums, many lyrics, just, just a hot 16 for one of your songs. A hot 16, okay. Uh, let me just... Uh... So many songs. <laughs> um, let me see here. Let me think. Uh, you said a 16, right? Yeah. All right. Let me give you a 16 real quick. Okay. Are you ready? Are you okay? Oh, yeah. I'm good. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Here we go. Whew. All right. I said. Stepping on the beach and I'm burning everything, running with the game like a runaway bride. Come along for the ride. We still yelling and hanging out the window, screaming that it's J.C. side. I got Jarrell in the back, Meezy in the front. We just caught the devil slipping, so we threw him in the trunk. Terrorize the kingdom with the sanctified funk. Mama said to get him, she ain't raised no punk. Cooking and cooking the glory that's placed on my life as I'm asking around. Like, is he that good? He's done the impossible, nearly unstoppable. Yeah, the train really could. Lord is my savior. Oh, my hallelujah. Bring out my Christ out here straight to the hood. Ultimate warrior, ultimate corner to the world. I must be known as the ultimate foreigner. Not from this world, but I'm straight from his bosom, delivered from change like the holiday purim god has been given the juice in the midst of it all he told me go cure him ultimately i'm the best in the state that i'm saying i'm great not in my name but in jesus name only you could prevent forest fires so i'ma let it blaze <laughs> and gentlemen, that was out that was with without the track man without the track man <laughs> fire brother Man, once again, man, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on. Thank you for your time, brother. No problem, man. No problem. Anytime, man. I appreciate you guys. All right. One love. Peace.